Good evening and uh, welcome to another uh, Saturday evening edition of the Christian Underground News Network. It's November 5th, Saturday evening about uh, 7.30 or so. And with us tonight, we have uh, our good friend and prolific Christian author, uh, Lucas Doremus. And uh, we are going to be continuing uh, in our study of Second Thessalonians tonight. Uh, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because I don't want to take any of Lucas's time, but we're glad you joined us. And Lucas, we're glad to have you. And uh, without further ado, sir, would you take us for a little trip through Second Thessalonians, please? Yeah, so we are about a little under halfway through the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went through last chapter, we talked about the famous, uh, you know, uh, chapter two, verse three, um, revealing that we know the rapture is coming before the tribulation. Uh, and we went through some great proofs on that. Um, yeah. And in this section, it's a uh, description of the Antichrist and, yeah, uh, and his, uh, his coming, uh, some things about him. Mm -hmm. and. The time I'm going to spend uh, some, or what I'm going to spend some time on is uh, <laughs> who his coming is according to. Ah, yeah, okay. And, uh, which is actually kind of kind of interesting when you think about it, uh, but we'll get to that actually. So we, okay. uh, we ended last month with verse five, where we said, do you not remember that when mm -hmm. I was still with you, I told you these things mm -hmm. now, just as kind of a review, part of what I think Paul is saying here in that verse is he talked to the Thessalonians about end times things when he was with them. Uh, and, yeah. and yeah, and, and one of the major applications we can pick up from that in our modern day is we should talk about the end times. Um, generally people don't want to, because I know there's a lot of opinions out there, you know, and oh, oh, boy. About the timing and how to interpret it, I get that, but that yeah. doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. And right. it right. also doesn't mean there isn't a right way it's going to happen. True. Um, and so, you know, we believe that the rapture is going to happen. There is a rapture, first of all, and uh, we believe it's going to happen before the tribulation. And right. then after the tribulation, Jesus is coming back. We're all coming back with him and we're going to reign on earth for a thousand years. I like the sound of it. That dispensationally, I think that's correct. Yep, I th I think it's the best way to read the Bible, and uh, I, I don't think we should be afraid of uh, talking about that and those sorts of things. But anyway, that's that's kind of review. Um, I've said before I don't spend a lot of time on review during a podcast because honestly, you can go back and listen to the previous weeks. So yeah, let's right. let's let's get moving. Okay. So verse six, it says, and now, you know, so Paul's talking to the Thessalonians, something they know and have remembered, been taught before. Mm -hmm. What is restraining that he, that's the son of perdition, if we remember, that he, the son of perdition, may be revealed in his own time. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, I got in a conversation, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, we were talking about some... Um, you know, new, new world order conspiracy type things. And, and, uh, the, the guy I was talking to said, well, why don't you think they've been able to accomplish everything? 
Mm. You know, why aren't we in kind of a, you know, mm-hmm. why aren't we all slaves or what, you know, you know, whatever it is. That, that's and, a good, that's a good way to bring up verse seven, isn't it? And, and I, yeah. And, and I really just said, you know what, God's still on the throne and he's not ready. That's right. That, oh, that's the long and short of it right there. Yeah. And, and we could, you know, there are, you know, detail, we could elaborate on that, but ultimately, uh, as it says here that he may reveal it in his own time, as in it's not time yet, not time yet. Um, and then leads right into verse seven, as you said, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Boy, is there a lot of chock full stuff in this verse. Let's try to break wow. it down. There sure is. Uh, for the mystery of lawlessness. Mm. All right. So that word mystery, you know, in the New Testament, it means something previously unrevealed. Right. So for the mystery of lawlessness, well, what's the lawlessness talking about? Well, it's got to be talking about the Antichrist. Well, then uh, in context here, it, it mm-hmm. there's no other way to look at it. In context, it's definitely talking about the Antichrist. Yep. And and given it's described as lawlessness, I think I think it's more than just the person. I think it's the whole system. I think it is, too. Yeah, it's, it's the one world system degrades into something that's devoid of law, really, and mm-hmm. uh, and just full of tyranny. Yeah. Uh, now, what's interesting, it says it's already at work. Oh, yeah. All right. So what I think now, what's interesting, and I got to studying this, Curtis, the the idea of the son of perdition here, the Antichrist ruling is actually already revealed in Daniel nine. Oh, no doubt about it. Because it says the prince of the kingdom who is to come or some I don't think that's the exact wording. It's something very close to that. Yeah. And so the mystery isn't that there's going to be an Antichrist. No. I think the mystery here, when he's talking about restraining and being revealed in his own time, I think the mystery is how he's going to come. I think, uh, well, that that's very possible, yeah. Well, because when I think about it, well, the church was a mystery. Yep. Which means the whole church age was a mystery. Yep. Which means the way the Antichrist comes to power ultimately has to be a mystery because the age right before he comes to power Mm -hmm. was a mystery also. Yes. And so I think it's this, the way the Antichrist is going to come, that's the mystery of lawlessness that's going to lead up to the Antichrist kingdom. I think that's the mystery here. That's possibility. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Well, you know, the King James Version uh, of verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity doth mm-hmm. already work. Now, iniquity means what? Yeah, sin, it ultimately. Means yeah. sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think this may be more a, uh, and this is just a personal opinion. I could be wrong. But I think this is more a um, uh, a reference to um how sin came into the world and how it has become i believe uh 
an inherited viral uh, disease that, that that all of mankind has inherited, and it, uh, it it it's gotten progressively worse, and will continue to get progressively worse uh, until the Holy Spirit leaves the scene, and then mm-hmm. Christ comes back. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. now. The Holy Spirit leaving the scene would would be a reference to the rapture, of course, and then Christ coming back again to uh, to conquer and rule and reign for a thousand years. I think this is more a a reference to uh, the entire cycle of sin from creation to the decimation uh, of of everything that was created by by Christ by Christ. Mm-hmm. So, again, I could be wrong. Uh, I think what this is saying is we don't really know uh, everything there is to know about it or why it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but it will be revealed to us at some point in time. Well, and that, I mean, the the iniquity or the sinfulness of man, it will culminate in the Antichrist. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, Jesus says if the time was extended beyond that seven years, well, yeah. all humans, w- humans would go extinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's how bad the, the, as the virus, the disease of sin. Yeah. And, and the Antichrist is just a, he's part of the cycle. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's an important part of the cycle. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else he wouldn't be mentioned in Scripture. But he's only part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, because in the end, he gets he gets it will obliterate it. Yep. You know, you know, so he's only part of the cycle. He's part of the mystery of iniquity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, if we think about the culmination of that Antichrist, you know, I mean, if 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 Satan is trying to bring this into working, which he is, and we'll oh, get. Yeah. To- if we think, look back at history, we can look and see how Satan has tried. Um, you know, we've got some Old Testament references in Daniel, oh, yeah. where it specifically talks about the Greeks, the Persians, yeah. the Babylonians, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the meat, you know, and we sure. know Ro- Rome is going to be revived. Rome was one. Oh, boy. Uh, if we go after the church age, mm-hmm. um, you've got the Mongols. You've got the the Arab Empire. I would argue that, and uh, I'm careful about saying this, but the Catholic Church might be an attempt at that, um, and some things connected to that. Now, I I think you're right there. Do you know, do you know what the largest earthly empire that's ever been here? This might, this will probably shock some people. What's the biggest empire the earth has ever had? The largest or the The longest the, the largest, as in in total land area, things you know, control things like that. Do you know what it well, is? I think, I think most historians would say, uh, right off the top of the bat, would say the Holy Roman Empire. It's no, uh, but but that's not it. No, it's if, if yeah. when you look at you know land and control and all that, plus people and everything. <laughs> it was the Greeks. No, it's even bigger. This will shock people. It's the British Empire. Well, that, yeah, you know, you're right. I guess because uh, uh, what they did was they annexed. They didn't. They didn't quite con- completely yeah. conquer, but they annexed. Yep. And so, if you look at, saying we're in charge, too bad. 
Yeah. So if you look at the size and population of the what the British Empire claimed uh, yeah. in the earliest 20th yeah. century. Yeah. So yeah, was you're right. you're right. Was the British Empire an attempt to take mm -hmm. over the world? I think it absolutely was. Um, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I believe you're correct. Now, with that said, um, mm -hmm. I'm a, one of the one of the books I'm paying attention to uh, right now and kind of listening to has to do with the Antarctic exploration. Uh, oh, and, and, it, and it's because it was this was mostly a British led thing. Yes. And boy, I tell you, Curtis, you know, what's really interesting is listening to how the British talk about the British rights and what they do sounds yeah. a whole lot like America. Well, <laughs> uh, the uh, the the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? Yeah. So so anyway, this mystery of lawlessness, mystery of iniquity, uh, it's at work. Oh, without uh, a doubt. And, you know, we're seeing it more than history ever has, and we'll continue to see it more, you know, as we continue to move. I think it's becoming clearer and, you know, easier to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's handle this second part of this verse. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Uh, Curtis, you've already mentioned it. I think the only option here is that this is the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that's standing in the way. Yep, and the Holy Spirit is working through the church. So I've I've heard people say, well, the restrainer is the church. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit. Well, it's the Holy Spirit through the church. That's right. And so when the Holy Spirit is taken out there, the restrainer is taken out of the way. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen? Well, the church is taken out of the way. Right. And what does that mean? The restraining ministry of the Holy Spirit is now taken out of the way. Now, there's going to be a lot of people getting saved during the tribulation. I think so. So, so the Holy Spirit is not gone. No. It, it's the ministry of restraining this lawlessness that yeah. is going to cease. Yeah. And, and if you couple that with the comment we've already made when Jesus says, if that seven years kept going, there wouldn't be any humans left. That's right. I think there's a, essentially no restraining of evil when it comes to these seven years. I, mean, uh, I would agree with that. I mean, that's how bad it's going to be. I mean, you you think it's bad yeah. now. Oh, man. Well, it is bad now. And if you and think it it's bad now and you're hurting now, uh, mm -hmm. you just remain unsaved and watch how badly you're going to be hurting after the rapture. It's going to be unlike anything i mean dystopian does not even begin to describe what the earth is going to be like yep. for for those that are still alive and, and kicking on it it doesn't even begin to describe uh, mm -hmm. the depths of depravity and uh, turpitude and uh, just just downright evil Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's going to be worse than anything we've ever seen. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's continue into verse eight because I will we'll, uh, we'll keep going on that point. And then the lawless one. Now, let, I'm going to stop. In verse seven, it says lawlessness. Mm -hmm. In verse eight, it calls the Antichrist the lawless one. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in verse nine, it ref- it implies lawless one. Doesn't actually say it, but it implies right, right. That that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Three times we're using the word lawless. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, can I say two and a half? Maybe you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lawless, mm-hmm. as as in the amount of double standards. Uh, the anything goes. Yep, it's anything goes right or might makes right. Uh, There's no morality at this point. Yeah, I mean, kind of however you want to put it, lawlessness. I mean, yeah. that is, boy, okay. And then, and then the lawlessness or the lawless one will be revealed. Yeah, nah, boy, I love this part of the verse. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Yeah. Now, it says uh, very specifically when Jesus comes back, Revelation 19, it says that out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with it he should strike the nations. All Jesus is going to do is speak. Yeah, he's going to speak Satan out of existence. The Antichrist will be gone. Yeah. Well, well he, yeah. Satan won't be gone till the thousand years later, but yes, I mean, it's well, yeah. going to, it's going to be a word of his mouth and he's going to be gone. Yep. You're done. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't, I, I looked for this, Curtis. I couldn't find a place in scripture where it specifically described uh, the second coming as bright, but given this verse right here, the brightness of his coming and just the way Jesus is described and the way angels are described as light and things like that. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine any other way that that sky is going to be lit up. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Well, so, remember he's, he's, he's described as the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says his eyes are a flaming fire, you know, his robes are as white as snow. Uh, you know, there's just all these descriptions of just, you know, brightness mm-hmm. that that sky is going to open up. We're going to be with him. And boy, again, it's it's just going to be really bright. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. No. Uh, boy, so I love that. Love that verse. He's going to be re- revealed whom the Lord will consume. Um, so as bad as it is and bad we're talking about, God's still on the throne. Amen. We, we win. Um, Amen. Uh, Now, verse nine, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. We are actually going to come back to this verse. Uh, Verse verse 10. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish Mm -hmm. because they did not receive the love of the truth that they may be saved. Right. Now, we we talked about lawlessness. Well, obviously, if you've got lawlessness, you've got to have deception to go right along with it. Well, that's um, part of lawlessness. Yeah, if there's no moral compass, then there's going to be all kinds of deception. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, because we know from Romans 1, we know that man has a moral compass because God's put it oh, yeah. in there. We, yeah, we know it's that. A, it's an automatic. It was installed at creation. Yep. And and so we know that the people that we would consider lawless, uh, if they are wronged, boy, they have a law unto themselves 
absolutely. That they will, you know, enforce. Um, but in order for us to all kind of go along with what they're doing, uh, it's got to be deceptive. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got in America here, we've got elections coming up. And, and you know, um, you just, mean, you mean selections? So, well, yeah, but I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> selections. Um, yeah. And, you know, there are certain, the way, if you really pay attention to the way certain bills or certain candidates, whatever it is, the way they're advertised about why you should vote on them. Oh, yeah. You, you can, you can tell, if you're just paying attention, you can tell pretty off the bat how honest they're being. Um, one, of, one of my favorite, we've got an amendment coming up in Illinois, and it's an amendment, it's a law that they want to pass. And one way it's being advertised is that this law is going to protect politicians from keeping us unsafe. And I think to myself, okay, not doing any other research for this law. <laughs> it's, you're telling me that the politicians are passing a law to protect you from the politicians. Uh, well, that absolutely makes no sense, does it? Can't, can't, if the politicians can pass a law to protect you from themselves, can't they pass a law to, can I just say, unprotect sure. <laughs> you from themselves? I well, mean, they're, it doing just, that, they're doing that effective January the 1st. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I, um, so it just, it, when we look at this unrighteous <sighs> deception, you just, it, man, it, it just goes along with this lawlessness and boy, yeah. um, among those who perish. Now watch this because they did not receive the love of the truth. That's right. Well, if we had truth, we wouldn't be deceived. That's true. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, it's really that simple. Well, where does truth come from? Well, there's 66 books full of truth. Absolutely. And, uh, and there's a, and you know, the Bible has a lot to say about truth. And then we, you, I, uh, Pastor Dick, Pastor JB, we do mm -hmm. our best to explain it so that people know what it says. That's right. Um, and then I love how Paul puts this. They did not receive the, the love of the truth that they might be saved. Yep. Now, I, I love how JB, JB is so good at explaining salvation. When you think of the word saved, it can also mean delivered. Yes. And so in this case, uh, you know, it might be being delivered from a couple things. It, it's delivered from the deception, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, it could be delivered from the deception that the Antichrist is the Savior. Because remember, he comes in riding on a white horse. That's right. Just like Jesus does. That's right. And and the tribulation generation, they will end up worshiping him. Oh, sure. Instead of believing in Jesus. That's right. Um, and so, and it could be, you know, just the, the deception of who Satan is. Remember, there's people, the people that worship Satan, they think Satan's the hero. Yes. Yeah, um, he's the protagonist as far as they're concerned. Yeah. 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 And, and there are people that believe that. And so... When you don't love the truth, it's easy to be this deceived. And when you don't love the truth, God has a hard time delivering you. Yeah. And if you need evidence, go look at the entire Old Testament and the history of Israel. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Uh, which I don't want that to happen to anybody. I want everybody to believe in Jesus as their savior. I don't oh, want to see, I don't want to see anybody go to hell. And I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people I don't like on this planet, uh, but I don't want to see them go to hell. No, no, I, I, I don't want to see that for anybody. No. And, and I don't. And, and can I, can I say in the maxim, uh, the truth can hurt. Sure. The, the truth is we need a savior. And I want people to, boy, do we ever, you know, so, okay. Verse 11. And for this reason, well, what reason? Well, because they didn't love the truth. God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Now there's a lot of conversation about what the lie is. I, I think my best guess is the strong delusion. Remember the Antichrist is a seal. Yes. So when it says God sends them strong delusion, well, the sending of the Antichrist is actually God doing it. Now, what did we just read a second ago? He's coming according to the working of Satan? Yeah. Uh, So it's both. Yeah, it's both. Uh My only concern with this is that, of course, now, now this is why I rely on the King James Version above all others. I'm not King James only, mm-hmm. but I am King James primarily. Uh, verse 11 in the King James, the original King James says, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you, well, there's a big difference between a and the. If you say the lie, we're talking about a specific lie. If we're talking about a lie, we could be talking about any number of lies that people could believe. In my estimation, we're we're, we're seeing the the groundwork, uh, the basic ground, the basic foundation for all the other lies that are coming up with some of them that they're promoting now. Uh, and a lot of people are believing them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I happen to think COVID, uh, yes, it was a virus. It wasn't anywhere near as dangerous as the government played it up to be. No, I think that that was a lie. And a lot mm-hmm. of people believe it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that the boosters are good. I believe that's a lie. Uh, but people strongly believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So. When we talk about the difference between A and B, I think it's a big, big issue there, and and we we need to determine what that is. Uh, I think that there are going to be lots of, like you said earlier, lots and lots and lots of deception, uh, lots of lies to either believe or not to believe, and I think God is going to send some strong enough delusion that they'll believe any lie. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. I think they will agree with that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, you know, contextually, if we look back and see the mystery of lawlessness, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think if we if we say it's the lie, I think the lie is the system, the system of iniquity, which would include everything you just said. I wouldn't disagree with that. You know, so I. 
you know, yes, I agree. There is a big difference between a and the. I think we're landing in the exact same place on what I, I think. Basically, we, we will is yeah. yeah. So, okay. Now, what happens to him? Verse twelve: That they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that boy, Curtis, this, so they did not believe the truth. Well, we already know that from verse 10, because they didn't receive the love of the truth. But that second half there, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They're they're not just going to passively or apathetically reject Jesus Christ as their Savior. No, they, no, they're gonna they're gonna willingly march into march into perdition. And they're gonna enjoy it. They want to do it. That's right. Um you know, I there have been times I, I got in a uh, long email chain with someone and we were discussing different theological matters, um, different just philosophical matters, just lots and lots of different things. You know, by the end of the conversation, it really came to light how hateful this person was. Yes. But just talking to him, he would never call himself hateful. But if you right. really get down deep, he really hated everybody that didn't believe what he did. Mm -hmm. And and that, that kind of real life uh, encounter that I've had, plus verses like this, where at the end of the day, you know, non-believers, if you really get down deep enough, very rarely are they just kind of apathetic. I just want to live my life. I don't care. It's they really do have this. I want to sin because I like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really don't like these people that I say need to be more tolerant. I'm very intolerant of them yeah. and I really don't like them. You know, they won't admit that, but some of them will. I've talked well, to them. Yeah, it needs to be our way or no way. It, yeah, and yeah, some and, of them are very upfront and honest about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them are. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so it just you know these people during the tribulation, and I mean we see this today too. They're going to enjoy worshiping this antichrist. Yeah, and, and you know when you read in Lever Revelation, I think there's a, about three different times during the different seal, bowl, and trumpet judgments where the people, where it says very specifically, the people did not repent of their works. That's right. And, and I think the indication in all three of those is the people that are, that are being tortured by these things, they know God is doing it and they don't want to repent because they are enjoying the unrighteousness. Which, when you think about the sores and the boils and the locusts and all those things, boy, they, you got to be pretty hardened. <laughs> you do, unless you're part of uh, uh, a group of people that um, are not as thoroughly affected by these things. And and there will be a group like that. Yeah, there you know where they're at right now? They're in Washington, D.C. Yeah, there will be pockets, yep. They've got plans for survival. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of this, now remember, Revelation tells one of the, one of the uh, vile angels to hurt not the oil and the wine. And that's a reference to the money, the elite, those that control the purse strings of the earth. Mm -hmm. Don't 
don't hurt them right away. Mm-hmm. I've got something planned for them. You let them be. Take care of everybody else. You know, yep. everybody else is going to have to suffer for a while. I'll get them in the end. You leave them to me. Yeah, is what the Lord is saying. Because Babylon doesn't get destroyed till the end, and they're weeping over it. Bingo. You know. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's go back to uh, verse nine, the one I kind of skipped over. Mm-hmm. All right. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Now, um, when JB, a lot of his stuff, which, by the way, I'm sure it's been mentioned here, but JB's volume two of The Spirit of the Antichrist is out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I highly encourage anybody to go out and pick it up. Yep. Um, a lot of what JB focuses on is kind of maybe maybe you could say the political end of the coming of the yeah. Antichrist. Yeah. Now, now that's not solely what he focuses on. There's a lot of things in his book. That's um, right. What this verse is talking about is the power, signs, and lying wonders. And that's actually, right. in in volume two, JB spends a considerable amount of time talking about this. So you yeah, know, yes. so JB, JB, if you ever hear this. Hey, I'm being honest here, okay? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, everything JB says about the political end of it, absolutely applicable, and, and you know, I encourage you to go listen oh, yes. to it. Oh, yes. When we look at this verse, verse with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Now, um, in the English language, we might call this uh, the supernatural. We might call it the paranormal. Uh, we might call it other. Uh, There's actually a lot of vocabulary in English we've come because the, this paranormal supernatural, we're starting to be more focused on it. Um, Go go look at the movies that are made. (laughs) Uh, Oh oh my gosh. There's just a litany of supernatural paranormal themes uh, in the movies. And I think a big part of this uh, we're being conditioned to accept it. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and because if it's a, if this verse very clearly, according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders, we are going to continually see more what you'd call supernatural. Oh, sure. um, now you'd call now the word in Greek for lying is the word pseudo. Now we still use that word in English. It means fake counterfeit, That's right. uh, you know, so lying wonders. Now. It's not the wonder that's a lie. It's the purpose of it. Yeah. Because Satan has a lot of power. Sign is has a lot of power. Now I can't help but putting in the shameless plug. Uh, my book that I just came out, "Deceiving by Signs," is all about the power. This verse, the power, signs, and yeah. lying wonders of Satan. Yeah. So let's document right now the power signs and lying wonders that Satan has in the Bible. Yep. Now the, the book, I hope this wets your whistle. And when I, when I say, I hope you pick up the book and read it, I'm not trying to get more sales. I'm not trying to get rich on this. Um, I, <laughs> I think I've about uh, recouped my costs and you know what? That, that's a success to me. Uh, but I would encourage you to read it just because I learned a ton from it. And so if you want to learn more about this, I encourage you to go read it. And I, so, told, you, I told you before we went live, I'm in chapter 14. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yes, everything that's in here uh, is a very good 
kind of a, a a rundown of the litany of 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 different powers that Satan has. I mean, this is I mean, it's highly educational stuff. Yeah, and uh, I discovered this, Curtis. Uh, the Bible actually spends, I think, more time talking about the power of demons. Uh huh. And uh, we're not even going to mention it on this podcast. We're not going to go into the powers of demons. Right. So there you go. There's your encouragement. So go back to Genesis 1. Now, boy, this is a, or Genesis 3, excuse me. This yeah. is one that honestly, we don't have enough information to really understand this totally. Because I get, I'm going to, there's a couple options here. I don't know which one it is. Chapter 1, verse 3. Now, the sat, the serpent, was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. Right. Now we know from reading Revelation that uh, this is Satan. Yeah. So what is going on here? Well, again, we don't really have enough information. Either Satan can appear in the form of an animal. Yeah. That could be one. Or the other, maybe he possessed an animal. Could which, be. That, he, he possessed swine and Demons possessed pigs, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, now, with angels, we know the good angels, they're able to appear as men, sure. normal-looking normal men. They yeah. also appear much more radiant than that in, in something that scares humans because they often show up going, do not be afraid. Um, right. So... so Satan either he definitely has the power to possess, and we're going to make that point. He may also have the power to uh, appear as a serpent. Yeah. Now, this is an extra biblical thing, but there are if you go through ancient cultures, mm -hmm. you will find references to snakes, serpents. Sure. Uh, more often than maybe you would think, unless you're coming at it from a biblical view. Mm hmm. And uh, that doesn't necessarily prove anything on its own, except Satan seems to favor the snake. Uh, you know, can can I say it that way? You can, uh, because God said it that way when he mm -hmm. cursed Eve. That, yes, because he did curse the serpent, you know, so. But that's a, and there's, you know, more to say on that, but that's an interesting oh, one. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. Turn to, uh, turn to First Chronicles. Chapter 21. Now, this one goes along with the things we were saying about uh, delusion and deception and things like that. First uh, Chronicles 21, verse 1, it says, Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. Uh, Satan has the power of influence. Almost oh, definitely. Mm hmm. Turn to first John verse three or chapter three. First John chapter three, verse 12. It says not as Cain, who was of the wicked one yep. and murdered his brother. Boy, Satan had some influence over Cain. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. and, and there are more individual references, but go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. It says, we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Yeah. <laughs> the entire world is being influenced by Satan. That's right. Um, and by the way, when we're not walking in the light, where we're, when we're not paying attention to God, uh, we can be under the sway of the wicked one. Mm-hmm. 
because Christians can be deceived if we don't know the truth. That's right. Uh, turn all the way back to Job. Boy, we're going to jump around a lot. And uh, I'm going to give you this list again in, in hopes that you do your own study or, you know, go and check out that book. Job chapter one, verse 16 says, while he was still speaking, this is Job's servant, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Yeah. Boy, the fire of God is mentioned a few times. Uh, God definitely can bring fire from heaven. Sure. Uh, and you know, this is not the only time Satan is given credit for this. In Revelation 13, 13, talking about the false prophet, it says he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that, Satan starts doing it again. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, kind of interesting there. Uh, now, what also back in Job, what also does Satan have control over? Well, in verse 18 of chapter one, it says, while he was still speaking, that's another of Job's servants. Another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and mm -hmm. struck the corners of the house. That's right. Now, you know, a tornado. Yeah, probably a tornado. Uh, could have just been a really strong wind. Could have been uh, straight line wind. Yeah. yeah, just a wind. We don't know. The point for us is Satan at least has some control over the elements. Aha. Mm -hmm. So if he can control the wind, well, the wind that can deal with clouds and storms and sure, you know, Satan could make that that kind of information available through uh, scientific discovery to mankind. Oh, I think he's done that a couple of times. Yeah, that's and how that we that's how we got our cloud seeding and all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. they control the weather. How could that possibly be? Yep. Well, and we in and, and and I know that's kind of a some people doubt that. Um, go look if you, if you doubt that, go look up the monsoon season in the War of Vietnam. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is on record that the United States seeded clouds to extend the monsoon season in the War of Vietnam. And so uh, it, it it's not a question of if we seed clouds and try to change the weather. It's it's a degree. That's right. How much do we do that? So, and we and Satan has the control over it. Notice the uh, the wind struck the four corners of the house and it fell over. Yep. So he can use the elements to uh, knock things down that may True. do other damage. Yeah. Now, am I saying all storms are caused by Satan? No. No. It's an interesting dynamic because God in Job actually says that He uses the weather uh, to judge nations. Now, yeah. to uh, to further compound that, is God using Satan's power of the weather to judge them? Oh, so he's not directly doing it, but he's still, oh, man, boy, that kind of bend, bends wow. your mind a little bit. Well, here's what really should bend your mind. Uh, <laughs> Satan has the power to do a lot of these things, clearly. Mm-hmm. Where did he get it from? Ah, God. Where had did he get that power? Mm -hmm. 
Yep, God had to create him with it. God had, God to, give had it to, to create him either with it or bestow it upon him. Yep. At the time of his excommunication from heaven. Either way, God's allowing it. Plain and simple. God's allowing it. God mm-hmm. provided it for him uh, yep. to use. And and listen, uh, you, you, people will say, well, that's well, that's cruel of God. No, no, God has known everything that's going to happen from the very beginning, okay? And believe me, we don't always understand why God does what he does. Uh, we're human, and we, we have a finite understanding of why he does what he does. We'll understand it someday, yep. uh, and it'll all make perfect sense, I'm certain, yeah, even if we don't understand it all today. But that's what faith is about. And that's what trust in, in Christ is all about. We don't have to understand it completely. Uh, we can't see it all. We can't understand it all. But we need to believe him because yep. he controls it all. Yep. And, you know, I've asked myself those same questions. And at the end of the day, I don't know why, but I do know that in everything, God is glorified. Absolutely. And everything is done for his glory. So (laughs) do I I understand it? No, but I understand that much. Sure. Uh, I had a, I had a friend, I actually got to see him this week. His name is Eric Barger. And I remember there was a comment he made. You know Eric Barger? Oh, I know Eric very well. Yeah, I got to have dinner with him this week. <laughs> well, you lucky but, son of a you. Yeah. Well, anyway, he uh, this is a long time ago. He We were kind of talking about some of these issues, and he just said, you know, I don't understand everything in the Bible, but Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. That I get. Yeah. That, that's, and, you know, that's all you need to get. And, and that's such a good line of thinking. I don't understand everything, but you know, God getting all the glory, that I understand. Right. And I can rest in that. So Sure. Okay. Well, let's go to Luke chapter 4. Boy, uh, this is the temptation of Jesus. There are a lot of things revealed about Satan in this. Um, Luke chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain. (laughs) Taking who up? Jesus. Christ. Now, what is it in verse 9? Then he brought him to Jerusalem. Yeah. Ah, Satan can oh. physically transport people. He's got transportation power. Yes, he does. He can and travel. So, and so if we if there are weird things about people popping up very quickly place to place, well, Satan does have the power to do that. He did it to Jesus. He could do it to you. Good. All right. Now, here's a th- th- this is an interesting one. Um when it says he brought him up on a high mountain, yeah, I, I wonder if that high mountain. This is conjecture. It doesn't say this. High mountains, you lose oxygen, right? Uh, well, yeah. The higher the altitude, the less yeah. oxygen. Can, less oxygen. can Satan protect people uh, from uh, that? Oh, 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 sure. I, I think that's possible. It doesn't say that directly, but it. Yeah. I think that's possible. Uh, okay, verse five. Then the de- back in verse five. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Right. Now, 
there is no mountain that is high enough for to see all the kingdoms of the world. Which means Satan has the power to show people visions. Yes. So when you see people or hear the stories of I was walking in a forest and then everything changed and I saw this and I saw that. Well, Satan has the power to do that. Absolutely. Uh, go to uh, back in Job, all the way back in Job, Job chapter seven, excuse me, Job chapter two, verse seven. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Yeah. Uh, there are more than one reference to Satan do, doing this. Satan has the power to inflict disease, sickness. Uh, ah, so and, he's got he's got some biological control. Yeah, in uh, Luke, it's uh, you know he's got the woman that has the infirmity, the spirit of infirmity, for eighteen years. That's right. Uh, Paul even delivered believers to Satan for the destruction of their flesh. Yes, Satan has some kind of physical control or power mm -hmm. over. May, yeah. uh, control may, might not be the right word, but power. Um, here's an interesting one that, uh, doesn't get brought up very much. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter seven, uh, married people out there, listen up. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter seven, verse five, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. Now, given that Paul's talking about the body, he's talking about, um, sex yeah. that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you yeah, because of your lack of self-control. Now, we know Satan tempts people. Sure. But in 1 Corinthians here, Satan is specifically tempting married people sexually. Oh, absolutely. And we need to be aware of that. Sure. So if, if you are married, be aware. That is one way Satan's going to attack your marriage. That's That's part of his influence power. Yep. Yep. First uh, Thessalonians chapter two. We actually talked about this in our series on first Thessalonians chapter two, verse 18. It says, therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again. But Satan hindered us. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't he doesn't elaborate. We don't know what that hindering is. But in some way, he hindered Paul from travel. Right. Uh, and and not only did he hinder him somehow. Paul knew that it was Satan because oh, there, there is a reference in Acts where Paul noted, knows that it's the Holy Spirit telling them not to go somewhere. Right. But in this case, it's Satan that didn't allow them to go somewhere. I, I think he had some vision problems. Uh, and, and if Satan has some biological power, uh, he could make that worse at a time when Paul wanted to travel. You can't see to walk down the road and knock on doors. Then it, you know, you're you're high, you're a lot less mobile. Then, sure, yeah. yeah. It, it could have been given all the riots Paul was a part of. It could have been something like that. Could have. That he sure. just knew I better not go there. Uh, we don't know. It just yeah. in some way Satan hindered the travel. Yep. Uh, Revelation chapter thirteen, verse two. Now, we kind of already referenced this through our study in this little part, but 
uh, it says, now the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne and great authority. Right. Satan can bestow others with his power. And we just, and he, and, and in verse 12, talking about the false prophet, same chapter, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes yeah. the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beasts whose deadly wound was healed. Oh, uh, how was it healed? Uh, biologically well, somehow. Jump back up to uh, chapter 13, verse 3. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. Yeah. And his deadly wound was healed. Was healed. Yeah. Um, now, I, I kind of mentioned this in the book. Um, Satan has the power over death. Uh, we know that because the Bible says so. But he doesn't have the power over the soul. That's right. And so as I further studied this, I don't think the Antichrist here completely dies. Uh, I, I don't think so, although depending on how you read the verses, maybe. I, I think um, it's unclear. Uh, let, let's, yeah. let's put it this way. He's spoken out of existence as we know it. Uh, but we know that God doesn't operate in just four dimensions like we do. Uh, yeah, we know, we know there's ten. You know, there's six of them. We have we 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 just can't get there yet. So, um, it, can can I say this in the wise words of Miracle Max? He was only mostly dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go so, with yeah. that. No, yeah. I actually I agree with you, Curtis. It's not totally clear. It's not. But we do know that his deadly wound was healed. Sure. And it says, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Then in verse four, what happens? So they worship the dragon. Mm -hmm. So the dragon is responsible for this healing. Right. Um, so Satan has the power to heal. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, Listen, Satan depends on his counterfeiting abilities. Uh-huh. Okay. He always has. This is it won't be anything new. He's always been that way. Yep. And I think had the ability. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, given uh that his uh savior on the white horse, the Antichrist, mm -hmm. uh has a mocks the resurrection. Yep. Boy, that's gotta be the height of it, doesn't it? Uh I would say so, yeah. And so uh, now, you know, as I've looked at this, I kind of wonder, does Satan get better at his, does he, you know, like a human, does he practice and get better at his skills? I don't know. That's a uh, good question. I, 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 I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, I, I don't. From oh. this verse <laughs> of the, of this, you know, mockery of the resurrection, uh, maybe, <laughs> or maybe oh. that's just when God allows him to. Uh, you know, I think it, it, I'd lean more towards that because uh, Satan, what, what Satan offers humanity has always been the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's just wrapped it up a little differently. You know, it, it, it's, it looks like it's it just different wrapping paper, you know? Yeah. Yep. So I don't yeah. know that he gets better at it, but he, he gets better at hiding it. 
I think. Uh, yeah. And, and we become more, you know, we're more deceived today than we were yesterday. There's that yeah. factor too. <laughs> Your boy. Uh, so, so to sum up here, Satan can possess, oh, I missed one. Uh, so I'll just say this. He possessed Judas. Uh, I believe he did. Yeah. So he, he's certainly capable of possession. Now here's, what's interesting reading it. He possessed him twice. Yes. Which means he had to leave him once. Yes. Which means he can come and go. Yes. Boy, that's interesting, isn't it? It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, demons, depending on how you read passages, seem to exhibit the same ability. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It's not totally clear, but we know with Satan, he possessed him twice. If you look at the the, the way the, the passages are, he possessed him when he was going to make the deal with the Pharisees, and then he possessed right. him again during the supper. That's right. So he had to leave him in between then. Uh, just as a note, uh, Judas was sitting essentially right next to the Son of God. Yep. Which means if you're in your church building, don't think these kind of things can't happen. Right. I'm not saying go on a witch hunt in your church. I'm just saying Judas or uh, Satan was literally next to Jesus when he possessed Judas. And then sure. Left. Sure. So, so that proximity doesn't matter. You know, he was he was at work in the temple, too. Yep. Yep. We knew it. Mm -hmm. That's why. Christ fashioned a whip and drove him. It drove the money changers up. Listen, it wasn't Christ's idea that they do that. Whose idea was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Satan, ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Mm -hmm. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to carry out his desires. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's the father of it. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, that's that's the list of Satan's powers. Now, I think, uh, I think we're at least, if not Satan's going to do more than those things mentioned, uh, he is going to do them to a greater degree as we keep moving forward to the tribulation. Agreed. You know, there, there is, because there's no verse that said, you know, what's revealed in the Bible as far as Satan's powers is not necessarily exhaustive. Uh, it might be. And, uh, and I, and that's why I list them out and I don't go extra biblical and say, well, according to the story I heard from such and such a document. Right. No, I don't do that. But I do think these powers are at least going to be at a greater degree than we've ever seen them before, the closer and closer we get. I think we're seeing it. Yeah, and, and and you're right, and we are, and we're going to keep seeing it. I think it's manifesting itself now in, in almost every society and every culture on, on this planet. Yep, and uh, one, one of the sections of my book that I go into is I address a lot of the, some of the topics that I'm interested in. I mean, it's not necessarily exhaustive. You you look at the alien phenomena. You look at oh, the crypto the cryptozoology phenomena. You look yep. at the paranormal. You know TV ghost hunter type shows. You look. I mean, you just start going down the list. Mm -hmm. Those are now mainstream. Oh yeah. You know, I remember watching alien type things ten fifteen years ago. That was a total fringe belief. 
Not anymore. Not anymore, no. And, 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 and the government's coming out and saying, hey, uh, the, these encounters that we're having with them uh, have more than tripled yep. in the last 10 years. Yep. So, so when yep. we read the verse in Second Thessalonians, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders. Yep. Just be aware. Know the truth. Definitely. And the truth will set you free. Most definitely. So I think that uh, think that we get, boy we hit just at an hour, Curtis. I think that wraps us up. Okay. I listen that. <laughs> Highly educational uh, hour, to, as far as I can. I mean, that's how I would sum this up. We we learn a lot about what Satan's actual abilities are, and and we're told we're commanded to know our enemy. Yep. Okay. Now we we're commanded to be able to recognize him and to know his tactic. And, and ignorant of his devices yeah correct and so it's a good thing that we go over this it may seem like we spent a little extra time on it but uh but listen you know when you're in battle or when you're preparing to go to battle you you better know as much as you can about your enemy Mm -hmm. what are his tactics what do they like to do uh how do you how do you think to tell respond to an attack uh, you know, uh, all of those things we need to know. So this it was a good session, good hour. And, uh, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul uh, in Second Thessalonians here kind of highlights uh, the fact that we need to be aware. We need to be more aware. And uh, so I'm glad we're going over this. And, and I'm assuming that next month we're going to be diving into Chapter 3. And yeah, finishing up. We may finish it up next month. That's actually my goal. Uh, oh, okay, and then, great. And sure. then beginning in the new year, uh, I've got an idea for what we want to do yet. And boy, I'm already started looking into it, and it's going to be fun. You want to? You, do you want to let that cat out of the bag yet, or not? Um, not on the air, because okay, it's not, it's not ready, Curtis. I'll tell you privately. That'll kind of okay. get our listeners wanting to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I like that kind of information. Okay, great, Lucas. Thank you so much, my brother. Um, I appreciate you being available to do this on Saturday night. I I know that for most folks, this is family time. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you free. And let you get back to family time. You say hello yeah. to that lovely wife and those two great boys of yours for me, will you? Will do. <laughs> All right, brother. And we will see you next month. Uh, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until next month, uh, first Tuesday and first Saturday of every month. Be sure to set aside some time to kind of hang out with us and study God's word together. We we love doing it. We love we love doing it with you. So uh, it's a great blessing to us, and we hope it is to you as well. So until next month, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you. We'll see you soon.